If what you thought to be true about money turned out to not be true, when would you want to know? Welcome to the Surf City Financial Podcast, where you will learn about all things money. Each week, we will feature guest experts in the areas of retirement planning, business planning, college planning, estate planning, and benefit planning, so you can have a more secure financial future. Your host, Brian Zeke, is the co-author of There's More to Financial Planning Than Financial Planning. CEO of Surf City Financial Group and is a seasoned veteran in the financial services and insurance industry. If you have an interest in learning the strategies for building real wealth without risk, you're in the right place. And now your host, Brian Zeke. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Surf City Financial Podcast. I am your podcast host, Brian Zeke. I'm also the founder and CEO of Surf City Financial Group. If you've been tuning into some of our podcasts, I hope you've been finding them interesting and informative. And today, I think we have an interesting topic that I think everybody searches for. And I know in our industry, a lot of people claim they're offering that perfect financial vehicle. Now, the one thing I'll say, I do not really think there's an absolute perfect financial vehicle because there's so many different financial vehicles out there. And a lot of them are used in different situations. But if if we're looking for one financial vehicle, if we can only pick one, what are the attributes we want in that financial vehicle? Now, I do have a bit of a list here I'm going to go through, and then we're going to talk about a little bit. So the benefits of the saving account, and and what do we want out of it? So first, tax-deferred growth, tax-free distribution, a competitive return, high contribution levels. Additional benefits, collateral opportunities, a safe harbor, no loss provisions, guaranteed loan options, unstructured loan payments, liquidity use and control, and finally, deductible contributions. Now, these, I think, are all the top benefits we might be looking for in a savings account. Now, let's talk about this a little bit. Tax-deferred growth. Well, I think we all like tax-deferred growth. You know, one thing about tax-deferred growth, the difference between tax-deferred growth, example, your 401k, your IRA money, annuities, things like that, all offer tax-deferred growth. In a sense, a stock could offer, if it doesn't pay dividends, which is not, we all like dividends off of a stock, but a stock could potentially offer tax-deferred growth because you don't get taxed on it until you actually start liquidating the stock. But if it's kicking out dividends, that's another thing. But, and when you look at that investment account or that, something as simple as a CD, because even if a CD is paying 2%, you're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year on your 2% growth. And so if you're in a 30% tax bracket, you're going to pay basically 30% in taxes on that growth. So if you're trying to do the true math on how that account's doing, you probably should deduct those numbers out of there, you know, if you're comparing it with other type of accounts. And I might add even a tax deferred account, you know, it sort of depends on that and when it comes out. But we find that tax deferred accounts typically fare better in the long run than a taxable account as far as the amount of money you get out of it. So... I think we can all agree we like tax we like tax deferral. Tax-free distribution. I think that's maybe the biggest no-brainer on this list in a sense. Cause 
one thing I know is people don't like paying taxes. I always say, and you've probably all heard this before, paying taxes is, is basically the cost of a civilized society. Now, we might agree that taxes are needed, and but we all going to, a lot of are going to disagree on what we like paying our taxes to, for. But the one thing I do know, I have not met a person yet that enjoys paying their taxes, including me. I love my car. I, I just love my car. But I don't love paying for my car. So I always say nobody likes paying for anything. Everybody loves free stuff, bottom line. So I think we can all agree tax-free distribution is a good thing. And I might add, in building a retirement plan, I love to have a bucket of tax-free money somewhere because it helps in multiple ways. So I think we all agree tax-free distribution, great benefit. Competitive returns. Yeah, we all like competitive returns. Now, I'll say this, which I'm sure we'll be talking about in future podcasts. That can be deceptive as well because uh, I'm more about yield. But I think we can all agree. I like competitive return. I do like getting as much growth as I can. High contributions. Now, that's the interesting thing. Like, I know a lot of people love Roth, for instance, right? Now, the trouble is, if you love that vehicle, in other words, now we know Roth is basically just a tax uh, wrapper. So it's basically saying this will grow tax-free. You put it in after tax, grows tax-free, you take it out tax-free. And if you love that, those attributes, which we just sort of talked about, the trouble is, if you make too much money, you cannot put money in a Roth. If Now you can convert though. But on top of that, even if you do qualify, put money in Roth, you can't put a lot into it. Now, you can beat that a little bit through Roth conversion, but you can also, if you have a Roth option in your 401k, you can get quite a bit more in that. Plus, you don't have the income restrictions that you do with an individual Roth. And that's one thing we put in 401ks for employers, and we always offer that Roth option. We just think, you know, you know, someone who plans out uh, retirement income for people and builds retirement plans for people, I do love having some of that tax-free money for multiple reasons. And on top of that, if, if you do have that perfect financial vehicle, don't you want to put as much as you can into it? So high contributions are a good thing. Additional benefits. So I'm talking about additional benefits. I'm actually talking about there are some financial products out there might offer some like long-term care coverage, disability coverage, you know, there's waiver premium stuff, things like that. So additional benefits are a good thing. You know, so, well, we all like additional benefits. Let's put it that way. If, if we're given additional benefits, we'll want it. Collateral opportunities. Now, I think this can be really valuable. And as we go through the rest of the list, you'll see what I'm talking about. You know, for instance, you can collateralize your house. That's why how most people buy their houses. They collateralize it. In other words, they borrow against the value of that house. And with some, like, you can do the same thing with your 401k. You can actually collateralize your 401k. You can collateralize your margin account. Now, there's issues in all those. Like a 401k, you can only get so much, you know, borrow so much and things like that. But the nice thing is about collateralizing is you're actually using somebody else's money while you continue to let your money grow. So, but it does give you access to capital without actually using your capital, which can be very valuable. If you listen to our spender, saver, wealth creator episode, you've probably got a pretty good examples of that. 
So I think collateral opportunity is a beautiful thing. Safe harbor. Now, when I'm talking about safe harbor, I guess a famous example would be O.J. Simpson. They, they couldn't touch his pension or 401k. Those are actually protected in lawsuits. So it's kind of what I'm talking about there. It's kind of nice to have that extra layer of protection. I mean, there's things you can do through trusts and whatnot to help protect assets. But just generally speaking, on uh, finding a savings account, that's a nice feature to have. No loss provision. When I'm talking about no loss provision, I'm talking about you can't lose money in this account. For instance, we all remember 2008 or we've all experienced market downturns. Wouldn't it be nice if our account protected us from that? There was no real chance of losing your money. In other words, you get some growth, you keep your growth sort of thing. So I don't know if anybody would argue with that, uh, no loss provision. I mean, there's a lot of discussion to be had about financial vehicles that offer that. But I think we all would agree it's nice not to lose our money. Because one of the problems with, you know, for instance, you know, if you take a 30% loss, it takes about 44% roughly to get back to where you were, 44 to 47% to get back where you were. And that can sometimes take several years. So then you got the time value money thing. So I think we can all agree a no loss provision. It's a beautiful thing. Guaranteed loan options. Now, when I'm talking about guaranteed loan options, that takes us back to the collateral opportunities. Like when we build our 401ks, quite often we will include a loan option in the 401k. Most of the time, I would say we do. And the trouble is, yeah, that's a guaranteed loan option, but you are limited to how much you can actually borrow. Like with a 401k, for instance, the maximum you can typically get is 50000 even if you have a million dollars in that thing. The other, so... And we've all done equity lines right on your house, but it's not guaranteed. And they can actually take it away from you. When I'm talking about guaranteed loan option, I'm saying you have this vehicle, you've got money in this vehicle, and if you want to collateralize it, it's guaranteed that you're going to get this loan. In other words, just sign here. So that would be, I would say, pretty handy to have guaranteed loan option. Now, let me follow that up with the unstructured loan payments. So if you have the guaranteed loan options and the collateral opportunities with the guaranteed loan options, wouldn't it be nice to have that unstructured because your 401k loan, right? You have basically five years to pay that back. If you leave the company that you have the 401k with, typically you have to pay it back right away or take a distribution, which if you're pre-59 and a half, that could hurt. And the other thing is the your house. Say you do that equity line. If you don't make payments on equity line, we all know what's going to happen. We're going to come get your house. And on top of that, wouldn't it be nice with that unstructured loan payments if you could decide not to pay it back or pay it back at whatever pace or say you have a couple of lean months and you didn't want to put money back into it? It'd be kind of nice. But with most collateralized opportunities out there, number one, you usually got to get permission. Number two, they're structured. You have to stay on a, you have to stay on a repayment schedule. So... And as I'm saying, it would be kind of cool if, if you had a vehicle where you could pay it back, not pay it back, or pay it back whatever pace you want to pay it back. So that's what I'm talking about, unstructured loan payments. That's what I'm talking about. And I think that would be kind of cool because along with some of the other stuff, I mean, to be able to collateralize your money instead of using your money, meaning you can let yours grow, and you're guaranteed to get the money just by saying, hey, I want my money, and you sign a paper and say, here you go. And then also have it unstructured when you pay it back or not, or not even pay it back. So that would be some great benefits. 
which again would allow your money to continue to grow. On liquidity use and control, I guess that sort of ties in with those other things as well. But even at that, think about your 401k, think about your IRAs and stuff like that. If you're pre-59 and a half, there's a heavy price to be paid for taking your money out early. So you don't really have much liquidity use and control. And there are like, you know, there's a little bit of a penalty even with CDs if you leave it early. So you don't have total liquidity control, but uh, with what you get off of CDs, I quite frankly, the penalty on that's not much to talk about. So I don't worry about that one as much. But it would be nice because I always, you know, one thing about liquidity using control, I think that's super important because wouldn't you like to be able to get to your money for either opportunity or if things go wrong in your world? Because that's where the collateralization, uh, the guaranteed loan options, the unstructured loan payments all tie into that as well. So having liquidity use control for opportunity and for emergencies is a beautiful thing. So I think liquidity use control can also be valuable. Now, deductible contributions. Now, deductible contributions, that's another thing we talk about quite a bit here because we all like it. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, We all like a tax deduction, right? We all enjoy it that's a bigger discussion as well because you know when you have the choice between a deductible contribution and an after-tax contribution that's kind of the conversation Roth or IRA because an IRA grows tax deferred but you're going to pay the tax no way out so and the Roth you're going to pay the tax first and then it's going to grow tax free and then you tax deferred and then you're going to take it out tax free so that's I always call it the difference between paying on the seed versus the harvest. But bottom line is, if we can get those deductible contributions along with these other things, that's a good thing. So, and that's kind of going through our list here. And I think in looking for that perfect financial vehicle, I would say these are all the things you want to get as many of these as you can possibly get, especially if you pick one. Because to me, if you can get most of these all these are a beautiful thing. If you can get most of these, to me, that would be the first place you'd want to start putting your money and then start diversifying out from there. So I think that's where your search should start looking for these things, you know, when you're first starting to build assets. And I might even now, if you already build assets, it's kind of nice. You can always move money, right? So I think looking for these things are pretty important because we want the most we can get. Because all these things actually will help us build wealth. If we can have most of these, it's going to definitely help us build wealth. So that's our list for today. I hope it gives you a little food for thought. If you want to talk to us, if you have any questions on this, feel free to reach out to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at Surf City Financial Group. Or like questions, or even if you have any thoughts about future shows or anything you want to hear about, learn about. And on your way out, you're going to also get an invite as I sign off here today to join our Surf Sea Financial Accelerator program. So listen up for that. And that will also, we definitely, because we teach this stuff. And so you could learn through that program as well. But you can obviously reach out to us directly. And I'm very much open to questions or comments because we also want to do the best show we can too. So any ideas you have for a show, any questions you might have, any topics you want to hear about, let us know. Well, again, thank you very much. This is Brian Zeke, Surf City Financial Group, and we'll talk to you on the next show. Thank you. Ready to take your finances to the next level? 
Register for our free financial masterclass at surfcityfinancialgroup.com slash masterclass, where you will learn the three secrets for creating a secure financial future without risk. And be sure to apply for your free scholarship into our Financial Accelerator program at servecityfinancialaccelerator.com. This is a six-week program that provides over $4,000 of financial resources, one-on-one coaching, and online education. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in to the next episode where we help you catch the wave to financial success and financial security.